94.7 Kumu Kokua, because Kumu cares. Okay, time to do our Kumu Kokua segment. Uh, this is where we bring in Hawaii's leaders and experts to talk about the issues that you care about uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, they come in to answer your questions and address the issues that you're thinking about. So this morning on the phone, we are very lucky to have Lisa Kimura from the Aloha United Way, where she is Vice President of Community Impact. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Thank you. Me. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for making that time. Um, you know, we wanted you to come in to talk about what Aloha United Way is doing because I think so many of us grew up hearing, oh, you know, in a time of trouble, call 211, but not really knowing what that really, you know, like what does that do for you? And then, especially now during the pandemic and so many people out of work and, you know, worried and stressed out. What does that do for you? What is, can you kind of like lay the la- lay you know lay out the Absolutely. landscape for us? What is Aloha United Way doing right now? Absolutely. Well, Aloha United two one one Aloha United Way two one one has actually been around for about three years, and so in some ways I would call it Hawaii's best kept secret. Um, but in times of need, like right now, mm-hmm. it really helps more than ever. And so what it is really is uh, it's our uh, the phone line, it's confidential, it's free, it's statewide, and it's answered by caring local specialists who have access to a database of over 3,000 programs, services, and resources wow. uh, that get you connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's amazing. It's everything from getting help with the basics like food, medical supplies and services, um, making sure you have health insurance, making sure you can pay your rent, but even things like where to uh, get your car registration, how to get, uh, you know, uh, vaccines, where to go for disability services or, or the handy van or things like that. It's really everything from nonprofit to government services to any kind of help that, that you might need or don't even know you need, mm-hmm. but it exists and they can help you get connected. That's fantastic. So let me see if I understand it correctly and like translate it to where our listeners kind of like are mentally living. So let's say, for example, you are somebody who is just out of work. You got laid off in the pandemic and the whole COVID-19 shutdown. And you're saying like so many people sitting at home going, how am I going to pay my bills? What's going to happen with my kids? Mm-hmm. Where are we going to get food? I'm worried about being on the street or losing our house or can't pay the rent or whatever it is. So what you're saying is 211 at Aloha United Way is a good place to call to just get started to go, I don't know what to do. Help me, basically. Is that what you're exactly. saying? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it exactly is. And we get calls like that because especially right now, I mean, our call volume, we get now more calls in a single hour than sometimes we used to get in a single whole day or almost a whole week. Mm. So, yeah, it has exploded and we've had to devote a lot more people. Um, We've also extended our hours to seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. And so just to try to meet that need. Yeah. But that's it. You know, some people are just in really desperate times. In fact, a lot of people are really feeling very desperate right now. And, and it comes from losing their job, losing their ability to pay the bills. And, and, and that sense of panic and overwhelm and desperation is what drives a lot of people to call. And they may not even know what's out there. They may not know what they're exactly looking for. But we have people that call just because they don't know who else to turn to. Mm-hmm. And so that's the beauty part of 211. You know, the, these specialists, they really do care. And, and many of them have been through their own personal circumstances in life that, that helps them to have real empathy for what individuals are going through and what mm-hmm. hard times look like. 
and they help connect them. And that's really it. It's asking the right questions. And if people are calling looking for food, for example, Mm -hmm. which is a serious, immediate need that people have right now, not only do we help get them connected to, say, a food pantry or, you know, for our homebound kupuna, getting them delivered meals to their houses, Mm -hmm. um, things like that, but also more longer-term solutions for people who are in need, such as helping them apply for SNAP, which is the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or what some people call food stamps. And so that's just one way that we get people service and get them help and keep that help going. So it's not just just today that they get fed, but no, it's helping them make sure that they stay fed, they stay secure, and that's just one less worry that they have to have right now. Right. Is that the most common uh, concern that you're hearing right now as people are calling? Like, how many people are calling you in a day, and, and what is the most common concern that people express? Yeah. Well, we're getting, you know, up to a thousand calls a day, actually. Um, and it used to be more like wow. 300 yeah. a week or yeah. so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so it's really, really spiked. Um, and, and truthfully, about 40% of our calls are people that are looking for shelter, whether that's uh, help paying their rent, finding somewhere to go, um, you know, for people that are in sometimes desperate situations with domestic violence and they're looking for a way to be safely housed elsewhere. Mm. Um, all of those needs kind of comprise what our, our housing and shelter category is. And, and like I said, it's about 40 percent of the calls we're getting right now. Oh, wow. Wow. You said something kind of interesting there about the domestic violence issue. When this pandemic first started, we heard some experts saying that they were predicting that more people who were in domestic violence kind of situations would be needing to find shelter elsewhere. And so are you, that is what you're seeing. You're starting to see people trying to get shelter away from their supposed abusers. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we've always received, um, you know, a fair number of calls like this, looking for help finding somewhere to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we, uh, Domestic Violence Action Center is one of our partner agencies. Uh, We also work with the Hawaii State Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Um, And so uh, we, we hear from them that although, um, it's it's the reporting is difficult. The reporting is one thing because it's harder than ever for people to uh, be able to report domestic violence or partner violence or family violence. It's hard because people are at home. There's no one else to witness it mm-hmm. um, and there's no place to go to get away. However, anecdotally and, and from our partners themselves, we know that this it is increasing. It is very serious. And just to be able to have, once again, somewhere that people can call when they are in desperate times and feel very uh, not safe to call the police or call for other assistance. Again, this is just one more avenue that they can seek for um, some support for themselves. Mm, That is really, really good. Okay, okay. Um, What... Are you now besides trying to you know send people out to other organizations and and helping them to connect? Um, AUW is also doing something right to help uh, people who are in crisis right now. Yes, that's right, absolutely. So in addition to you know the calls that we're getting, which shows us where the demand is and where the needs are, uh, we also work with over three hundred partner agencies who help inform the response. Um, and so between that, between hearing from the public directly and hearing from our partners who are working with clients directly, we have really been able to determine that, that getting people shelter and keeping them sheltered is the way to support people the most right now. Mm-hmm. And so we've established the Hawaii COVID-19 Response and Recovery Fund. And this fund started with a million dollars that Aloha United Way pulled out of our reserves to put into this 
um, and we've been fundraising continuously ever since. Um, and we've had many, many um, very generous charitable partners uh, to help contribute to this fund. And we're also asking the public directly to, to help contribute what they can to help our, our friends and neighbors. But what it is, is providing people emergency rent and utility assistance. Mm. And for individuals and families and households that are qualified, and we are prioritizing people that were already um, very low income and already really desperately on the edge of, of being able to keep their housing. Um, but for those that qualify, this is giving them up to $1,000 a month to be able to pay their rent and or their utility bills. And so once again, when we're facing such overwhelming needs and, and things are so scary and so intimidating when it comes to keeping ourselves safe, this is one way to alleviate that fear for people so they can stay in their homes keep the roof over their head, keep the lights on, and just be able to keep going for another month. Mm. Are people still feeling overwhelmed about rent and things like that? Even that, now we've heard that the governor has, you know, issued that moratorium on evictions, but the I guess what you're saying is the worry about, uh, eventually they're still going to have to pay. So that's where that, that assistance comes in. Is that what you're saying? That, that's right. Mm-hmm. And kind of twofold. So that's one thing, you know, if it is just kind of accruing for people, even if they're not being evicted right now, that doesn't mean that the bill's not coming. Um, and when they're not being paid from their job right now, then, you know, there is no money coming in. And so that, that fear just continues to accumulate. The other thing, too, is that right now um, there, there are existing funds um, mm-hmm. to help prevent eviction. However, most of those funds uh, have been put on hold because of this moratorium on evictions. And so people right now who would otherwise qualify, they're not technically facing eviction at this very moment because, you know, those aren't happening. Mm-hmm. But that means also at the same time that these funds that were out there are no longer accessible to people because it's, it's just been temporarily, the, the funds have been on, put on hold. Right. And so, again, this is one way that we can just get people the, the security that they need in the form of housing as quickly as possible. And um, people can access that fund by calling 211, and our 211 specialists will pre-screen them, uh, find out if they're qualified, and if they are, they send them to one of our partner agencies who processes the application. Everything is online and payment gets paid electronically so that we can get people uh, taken care of as quickly as they possibly can. Yeah, that that I, I would imagine for people, I mean, I speaking as someone who also once upon a time uh, has been, you know, money, food slash housing insecure, mm-hmm. that fear of not being able to pay your bills and wondering if you're going to have a roof over your head uh, is can yeah. keep you up at night. And I feel for yeah. everybody who is going through that. We have hundreds of thousands of people now who are worrying about that. So yeah. yay for AUW uh, helping with that. That's awesome. <laughs> how many, well, Lisa, you know, yeah, just no, no, go of, ahead. Lisa, just go out ahead. of curiosity, um, how are you guys handling things? Because AEW mm. relies a lot on donations from people. You know what I mean? From different organizations. You guys coordinate a lot of stuff. But who's helping take care of you folks? Yeah, because everybody would be out of money, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you're a nonprofit and you're trying to and you're trying to run all these things, these programs, uh, you're coordinating everything. I'm just thinking, how are you guys able to keep the lights on? This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think we are very understanding of what um, everybody is going through. And so, actually, I really appreciate that question. It's very, very kind of you to ask. 
Um, you know, we have been thinking really first and foremost about how to keep everybody taken care of. And we were fortunate to have money in our reserves, which is what we, we you know, pulled the million dollars out of to start um, this fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also made sure that we advanced all of our payments um, for all of our grantees. So we, we already, you know, every year we give out millions of dollars in grants to um, uh, to community organizations mm-hmm. that help provide for our safety net. So providing food, housing, shelter, emergency and crisis services, that type of thing. Um, and so what we did, you know, first and foremost, while we still can, was to make sure that our agencies are still taken care of so that they can keep taking care of their clients. Um, but with that said, you know, quite honestly, what we what we really need to keep going and to be able to keep taking care of ourselves and others really is the support from community members. And, you know, people don't need to be wealthy benefactors or things like that, but just being able to, to give what someone can right now for those that are in a position to do it, you know, that's, that's the way that we're going to be able to continue to operate. Um, and to be honest, too, it's, it's not easy with our 2-on-1 staff. Many of them have been working seven days a week for the Ooh. past couple wow. months. And it's, you know, I, it's part of it is we've been trying our best to get more individuals trained to support them and relieve them. But that doesn't happen overnight either because, you know, our specialists are very, very well trained uh, to be able to respond. And so it, it's, it's, it's a lengthy process to get more staff and we never could have anticipated this need ramping up so, so quickly. Um, and so, you know, frankly, just speaking from sort of like a, uh, a perspective of having a, a staff of, of individuals, it's tough for them mm. right now. And, and my concern for a lot of them is, is their own mental health. And the kinds of calls that they take are sometimes just heart-wrenching. Uh, we had one call that came in last week. Um, it was a grandmother who her grand adult grandchild, against her wishes, moved into her house and brought his kids with her and was uh, abusive to oh, everyone in the household, oh, including the grandmother. She didn't know where to go. She didn't know who to call. Adult Protective Services is not open right now. Um, and so our 211 specialist, uh, you know, the one who took the call, he said he was hot, that he was so angry. Mm. Um, but he was able to get connected to the police, get them on the phone who overheard what was happening during this call and, and sent some help over to them. So, okay. you know, things like that and the, the kind of emotional, uh, the heightened anxiety and, and, and all these kinds of things that are happening right now, it's just it's just exploding. And, and our specialists are the ones who are taking these calls and are, are helping people through these situations so so again what you know it would help us the most really is is just the support of the community to to make a donation how they can so that we can keep providing this support so we can keep everybody going mm. wow that's great hey, lisa just a follow-up also uh you've not been in this job for quite a year yet correct I mean, you yeah. kind of just took this over. Yeah. So I can't even imagine, you know, you jump into this role, you're not even here a year, and then it's all of a sudden, hey, gigantic pandemic. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Right. And you're with AEW. Can you raise some money and help us run this program on shoestring and spaghetti and, you know, uh, dimes and nickels that you find in your couch? So uh, what kind of challenges have yeah. you been, what kind of challenges have you been uh, dealing with? I mean, and it's not just you. I mean, everybody has. But I, I can't imagine coming from healthy mothers, healthy babies. You go to AEW and then they're like, here you go. 
Right, right. Yeah, so I did leave Healthy Mothers, Healthy Babies, which is a wonderful place. And actually, right now, they're even themselves um, taking meals to to new mothers um, mm. who otherwise can't leave the home with a you know vulnerable newborn. Right. So they continue to do amazing work on their own. Um, but yeah, I uh, I had actually worked at AUW um, about over ten years ago. I, I was I was uh, there and had left. And so in some regards, when I came back, I had familiarity with the organization. And and sure, we've got new initiatives going on and, and some new staff and things like that. But you know, when I started, it was like, okay, great, I get to do the work that I love, which is connecting people to the community and 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 working on collective impact and and building programs and building bridges together so that we can all do our work more effectively. Uh, Yeah. And then lo and behold, (laughs) this just popped up. And, you know, it's funny because our our two-in-one department tracks all the calls and and we have a contract with the Department of Health uh, for emergency medical situations, you know, crises like outbreaks and things like that. Um, And so as part of that, we we started tracking COVID calls back in January. That's when we got our first calls. Um, and it was, you know, kind of humorous at the time because, uh, you know, it's, people would call and say, oh, my neighbor just went to China and I'm, you know, I'm worried. How do I, how do I get them tested or, you know, things like that. Mm. Um, and it just was kind of humorous because it was like, oh gosh, you know, you know, relax, you know, you know, we obviously didn't say that, but, but in the, you know, a month later, two months later, it's, it has so dramatically uh, changed. Our entire world has changed mm-hmm. so much um, in ways that we never could have predicted. Um, and so I, you know, I, I look back and it almost feels like a million years ago, <laughs> January. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what we're what we're seeing now, and and so really, it's just been taking it one day at a time, and you know, building the rent and utility assistance program, the COVID nineteen fund. Um, you know, it's just been it's been so much work, and I, I don't mean that to sound like a martyr or anything, but really, it's it's something that. I feel very privileged to be able to contribute to because my my heart is in community service work. And so the ability to respond immediately in real time to the things that are going on means a lot to me personally mm-hmm. and the ability to contribute in the most impactful way at this time. You know, if I was sitting on the sidelines just kind of watching this and wishing I could contribute, you know, I personally wouldn't be very fulfilled but but I do get I do feel like this is this is the time that Aloha United Way gets to to step up and and contribute back to the community in the biggest way we have in the hundred years we've been around in existence yeah yeah that's great it is really awesome wow I don't know where we'd be without Aloha United Way so thank you so much to you and Mm -hmm. uh, all of your workers your staff and um, now if if folks want to uh, uh, engage with you folks on either side of the equation so if they if they want to donate and and help Aloha United Way to respond to the community uh, if you can kind of go over how people would engage that way and then then also, if people need help, if they are on the edge and they're needing to figure out how do I even begin to keep my head above water, can you talk about that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, there's a couple of things. So for folks that are interested in either learning more about what's happening or how they can give back or to be able to make a donation themselves, they can visit auw.org. Mm-hmm. So like alohaunitedway.org, auw.org. Um, and that, you know, we've got the site set up with information right from the homepage. There's a banner they can click to learn more. 
Um, if people are looking for help, 211 is definitely the place to find that. And, so, you know, we do have a lot of calls, people looking for help for others. Um, so for folks that may have parents or grandparents that are homebound and living somewhere else, they want to keep them safe. They don't know how to help them. Um, so 211 is a way to do that. And even on that note, we've been working with a group um, that's come together called the Kupuna Food Security Coalition. And that came together really because we have so many Kupuna who are homebound. They're not able to get to the senior center or the community center that they used to to get their meals. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's very unsafe for them to go out in public, but many of them don't have transportation, don't have Internet, especially in rural areas on neighbor islands. And so, you know, the, the fear and the worry for them is even compounded because, you know, even if it felt safe to, to walk to the store, there's not a store nearby necessarily. And there's no more transportation for them like there mm. used to be. Um, and so this group is really focused on connecting the resources to the kupuna who need it the most right now. That is cool. Um, and with that said, there's other ways people can help too. So. Um, we have people very generously who, you know, whether or not they can give financially, which of course is going straight out into the community and helping people in the best way. Mm-hmm. But volunteer needs are just as important as ever, too. And we do have a volunteer resource online. Uh, it's called volunteerhawaii.org. And on there, it's a platform where people can either, as a nonprofit, they can list their volunteer needs, totally free, but also people who are interested in volunteering can click through there. And we've got everything from some of our community health centers that are looking for donations of masks. We've got people needing support with delivery drivers, all kinds of things. And and for those that are maybe sitting around feeling, you know, much like I said that I would feel, you know, like I, I can't just sit around and watch. Mm-hmm. I have to do something. I have to help. Uh, this is one way. So, again, VolunteerHawaii.org is the place to get connected for those types of service needs. Oh, cool. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Wow. Those are great, great uh, resources and uh, a lot of great information there. So I'm going to post that on our Kumu Facebook so that if people didn't catch the whole thing or they're going, what is that address again? <laughs> I will have that posted on our Kumu Facebook. But um, Lisa Kimura, Vice President of Community Impact. I like that title. I know. Yeah. VP I... of Community <laughs> Impact yeah. at Aloha United Way. We appreciate you. Thank you for uh, talking with us for Kumu Kukua. Thank you so much. Aloha.